Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. Cool. Hello, Apps here from Dimp Digital. Welcome to Idle Game Chat. This is Dimp Digital's flagship video game podcast where we take you through the ups and the downs of the world of video games. We are here on your favourite podcast app and YouTube absolutely free. However, if you wish to support our grassroots independent endeavour, head over to patreon.com forward slash Dimp Digital and join the community. Hashtag and in pocket you can also do it on twitch.tv slash dimp digital if you want to see some of our live streams and use your amazon prime you'll get it for free you get a free sub to any channel of your choice every month use it on some low level took like us these ninja don't need it does he i don't know if he's still doing twitch actually i don't keep up with all that stuff but he's doing the lot right he literally simultaneously now streams on Twitch, Facebook, and TikTok. Yep. Well done. That's the way to do it. But you don't. And what I'm saying is, he doesn't need someone's free sub. No. He's getting enough. So there's people still don't like sending him like fifty dollar donations and stuff. I'm like, the man is a multi-millionaire. What are we doing? These bloody, anyway. We need to get our own whales, I think. But we appreciate the support we do get. Mm. Albeit small, it's uh, sort of makes it more. I think it makes it more intimate. Sort of like you know. No, everyone, let's see, either putting hand in pocket or using something that they could use elsewhere on the channel. So we appreciate our patrons and those that subscribe on the twitch.tvs. Um, joined by the resident referee, Logan, as you heard there, the nearly man, and the nearly man may well continue if we uh, do the FGL update, which we'll get into, but how's it going? Yeah, good, yeah. I think the nearly man is in all likelihood going to continue. Well, Another year where some... Disastrous mistakes and blows have uh, cost me. Well, we'll get into that because FGO update is here for the week, and we had a fucking shitload of games last week. But there's only two this week that have come in with scores. Uh, Bayonetta Three has finally landed. Nintendo's published game via Platinum Games back on track for them because they got themselves an 88. Now what that means in the Grand Prix is that gives Mr. Adkins, who's already in the lead, that's just given him another little little notch up that 88. He's one game away from completing his roster, sitting on a 736, average of 83. We'll come back to him because the more important um, news, I guess, is that Parky's basically won the the championship. The F- he's going to be the FGL champion unless something unbelievable happens because he also had Bayonetta 3. It was his 10th pick, wasn't subbed in. Um, and it's scored himself an 88. And what that's done has given him a score of 834. Paper has still got God of War Ragnarok to come, but crucially, he's sitting on a 719. So even if that gets itself a perfect score, perfect, it it can't do anything. So Paper's, for all intents and purposes, lost. Now, the, the actual competition doesn't end until a couple of weeks into December. Um, but there's no etiquette. There's no. There's no. There is no honour in this game. I never encourage it. But sometimes other people would have 
tips the cap, congratulated Parky, done the handshake and just let the formalities play out as they do. Paper did not do that. I, I mentioned it in the group that you've got where the, where discussions of transfers and whatnot are taking place inside the Papers Boys sort of locker room and just sort of poked a bit of fun and said, oh, are you going to be, are you going to be congratulating him? And he left the group. Oh, did he leave? He walked out. I didn't see that. You're I just not. thought it just, I was going to say, it's just AWOL. He just hasn't said a thing. No. I didn't realise he'd walked out. He left the group and... Um, Tells you all you need to know. There's a little bit of salt there. Pleasant paper he was tabling this year as. Like he said, I've turned over a new leaf. I'm not. I'm not going to be, you know, antagonising to Parky, etc., etc. And then, when push comes to shove, when it looks like the writing is on the wall, he's done that. But that may mean we never we never get him in for the full debrief. He might be. He might just walk away, and then that's it. He just sort of slopes back into the Grand Prix, and Parky's left to celebrate unchallenged. Um, but it needs, yeah, for, for, in order for this to change materially, one of Parky's games needs to just rapidly lose points, which has happened. I must state this. This has happened with Cyberpunk, and it cost mm. Logan in the Grand Prix. Mm. Got a 91 score when the, when the tournament ended. Within a week, it was down to 71. Now, most of Parky's games have been out long enough that that's not going to change, but the fat lady's not quite singing, but... Most people at this stage are. If I had to, you know, etch his name on the trophy, he actually gets a belt, doesn't have his name on it, but I probably would have started that engraving process now just to get it out of the way so it's not getting caught up in Christmas rushes. But yeah, 834 versus 719, paper with 100 points, can't overhaul that. So it's going to take a sensational disaster for Parky or some sort of, I don't know, F1 nowadays, it's cost caps, isn't it? People, Red Bull, just. Found out they breached that. There's penalties being imposed. It will take some sort of some sort of a legal stance that Parky's taken, but that's not likely. Just hopping back to the Grand Prix, we've also got Modern Warfare 2 of the Call of Duty variety. It was in the bins earlier on this week, sitting there at 71, 72. But on release day, as we record this, it's climbed up to a 76. So no disgrace there. It's gone into Adcock's team, which, as we have pointed out, is basically gone. That's not going to mount a challenge against it. I suppose the interesting thing to look at here is because Adkins is one game away from completing the roster, it's looking at, at you, Logan. You've been touted as the closest challenger despite being two games behind. 7-3-6 versus 5-4-6. So the, the, the sort of 190-point difference, and a lot of people say, well, that's easily achievable. But when you think about it, that means every game two ninety fives, which is like rocking all shit these the days. Yeah, doesn't happen. I mean, it's <laughs> it's not not possible that could happen to God of War. Like mm. that, it's unlikely, but it could happen. I think, as you've said before, it's probably going to be a little bit of a. Everyone will go. Well, it's better than last year's, but uh, last year's the last one. But because it's not new and shiny. There'll yep. be a little bit of that buff will have gone, if you like. Yeah. And Football Manager will probably be 84, 85. So to all intents and purposes, it's it's gone. Well, here's I'm, what... Well, look at it. Is that you could get... Let's say if you got within 20 points, you yeah. know, and you're both sitting with nine games. Sonic Frontiers is Adkins' last game. Yeah. You, your last three is Football Manager 2023, God of War, Ragnarok, Pentiment. It's not unheard nah. of that that could overhaul 
if if Sonic Frontiers ends up being a sack of dog shit, yeah. it, it opens the door. But it's now relying on that happening rather than you. It's not really in your hands as such. It's, it's if relying. I had something that was if I had a game like a Football Manager or a, Rad, or a Ragnarok or something instead of Pentiment, yeah, then I'd be like, well. Yeah. But I think it's more likely that Pentiment sits somewhere in the seventies than it does in the eighties, if I'm mm. honest. Like, and it's, it's, I just, unless it is one of these random games that just somehow crops up with like a, a, a late eighties, I just yeah. don't see it. So I think that that is probably going to be the coster, yeah. um, and. I just don't know what Sonic Frontiers is going to do. My gut feel is that it's going to be a, a 72 or something. That's mm, yeah. where I think it's going to land up. But I just think because I've already got ground to make up and that Pentiment's probably going to be a similar scoring game, I don't think it's going to probably happen for me. Yeah, well, Sonic's coming out the same week as God of War, Ragnarok. So mm. we'll, we'll basically know by the time God of War comes out as to... What the what you what's required of you from from your last three games? Um, mm. It's it's not over yet. I mean, there's a chance. I mean, halls in the chat. Sonic will be a sack of dog shit. <laughs> Perfectly reasonable <laughs> assumption to make. I thought you were going to say halls in the chat, so asking why he's still not in with a shout. No, <laughs> he's well, been pretty much consistently asking that in the group. Yeah, halls <laughs> not in with a shout, but I think I don't know if Hall will get the clubhouse lead. He might do. What's his last game? Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. When's that out? I think actually Adkins will get that sneaky little um, Sonic out, so he won't even get the clubhouse lead. Let's have just a quick look at that. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, November the 18th. Sonic Frontiers, November the 8th. So he's not even going to be getting that accolade. In theory, Adkins could get the clubhouse lead and keep it, which is not that common. Uh, you know, mm. Sonic is a 40 max, he's saying. Well, I mean, there's... I don't know. You never know. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be one of those 70s, somewhere in the 70s. Sonic Forces, uh, 56. <laughs> Let's have a look at another Sonic game. That's 2017. <laughs> Sonic Origins, 77. So they're all over the place. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's going to be something like that, personally. Sonic but, Frontiers, it's not out yet. What's that? Go on, keep waffling. But yeah, I... I I don't know. It, it basically it ain't in my hands. Sonic Colors seventy four. Yeah, it could go anywhere. That's the thing. Yeah, it that. could. It could. I don't. I to be. Oh, I get the feeling that people are a little bit sick of Sonic. Like I don't think there's this. You know, like Mario gets a buff because it's Mario or whatever. I, Sonic, I don't feel like Sonic gets the opposite. Sonic, gets, Sonic gets, gets the opposite yeah. almost. <laughs> like it, it's, it feels a bit unfair because it's one of those classic kind of video game characters, but. It was a game of its time that struggled to adapt. Yeah. Like every, when everyone's enjoyed Sonic, it's when they've done the re-releases and things of mm -hmm. of the older ones as opposed to the, these kind of newer versions. Um, they have released some toot though. They, like, they, yeah, they haven't helped I mean, them. Yeah. The transition to 3D has been just an unmitigated yeah, disaster. Uh, and I think that's where... I mean, this is a 3D game, open-ish world it looks like. So this might be the one that finally cracks it. But they've... They have dug their own grave several times over, and, and I'm not. Yeah, out I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely not disputing that. <laughs> I, I just don't. Yeah, I don't know. I suspect seventies. Yeah. Well, well, it will see. Sixties. So I think the reviews for God of War may well be out next week by the time we record because the, um, the embargo, I believe, is a week before. So 
We'll know a bit more. We'll you know we'll keep a track of it. This is the, this is the run in squeaky bum time, as old Sir Alec would say. Um, and we'll keep everyone abreast of what's going on. Let's move into the idle chatter for the. Well, I say week. I don't like using the term week in case we don't do a week. But the idle chatter for the last few days. So we've got Phil, Big Phil, Big Phil yeah. Spencer, friend of the show. He's been flapping his gums again. So he's mi- getting careless, some might say. Well, we'll see about that. But <laughs> they released their Microsoft did their financials. I ain't dealing with all that. But there's some interesting sort of stuff that Phil in a uh, interview with the Wall Street Journal as part of their Tech Live conference he had some interesting things to say all of these quotes and comments that i've procured were taken from tom warren at the verge put it all together um there's a few things here we don't have to sit here and fucking go in depth on each of them it may all be like Mm. interesting not interesting move on but we'll just go through the main highlights that i've i've picked out so microsoft Gaming CEO Phil Spencer on the Call of Duty and Activision deal. Now, so we wouldn't speak about this anymore, but here's here's the latest comment in the saga. Call of Duty specifically will be available on PlayStation. I'd love to see it on the Switch. I'd love to see see the game playable on many different screens. Our intent is to treat COD like Minecraft. Why didn't you say that six months ago? (laughs) Half of this problem is all the nonsense that's been spouted of this and that. But mm. Minecraft is is the easy one to sort of draw a line to. Very popular franchise. Microsoft bought them many years ago, and you wouldn't even know. You wouldn't even yeah. know that's a Microsoft product. Mm. Quote: This opportunity really about is sorry is really about mobile for us. When you think about three billion people playing video games, there's only two hundred million households on console. So he's bringing up these mobile people, saying they're untapped markets and. You know my view on this is that they don't be playing that, and Call of Duty is already on mobile. Yeah. So I mean, we've got a we've got a native version for that. You don't need to be streaming it into the like. I don't know. I think at that point he's clutching at straws at just trying to waffle through it. But the um, the interesting part of the whole deal is that is that King part of Activision Blizzard, Activision Blizzard King that does have a huge mobile library of, of big intent, but. Anything, any comments on that? I mean, it's the standard sort of stuff we've been hearing. More comments about what's going to happen with Call of Duty. They're clearly lining this up just to stay put for now. And I guess they just don't want to be exposing themselves to any any regulator saying they might take it away. They're trying to be very clear that that's not their intent, at least for now. And still use the word intent, not we're definitely going to do this. Like, we intend to do this, but who knows? Yeah, if, I think, see what they say if the deal if and when the deal completes yeah. because i reckon there's definitely some word lip service to the regulator being done is that look you can let this go through yeah you know we're, we're just don't be worried we're about not interested it. in this these concert like you don't spend like 46 billion dollars or whatever it was no 60 i've got the numbers right it was nearly 70 like yeah, yeah you don't you don't be spending that to go, yeah, well, we're doing a little bit of mobile. No, you're like serious. You've got something serious that you want that for or to, to do with it. And yeah, I think just take that with a pinch of salt. But it wouldn't also surprise me if they want to milk the cash cow and keep it on all consoles with the right future deals, I think, yeah. would be my view. Yeah, absolutely. Keystone, Xbox Keystone. So just for those that are not going, what the hell is that? That's this perceived to be project that Microsoft or Xbox have been working on, um, which is basically uh, like a 
a fire stick, a dongle, a little box that you plug into your telly, and the idea is that you'll be able to access your Xbox game library, probably just Game Pass, via that, stream it to that device into your telly, and then no console required, just this little box. And this seems like a no-brainer. Like, if if you're doing the xCloud thing, why not offer out some sort of puck that people can just buy and plug in and perhaps you put Netflix on there as well like it becomes like a little box in itself and it has game pass on there to boot um but based on what Phil said this is doesn't sound like it's coming very soon so quote Keystone was something that we were incubating internally late spring we pivoted to working with Samsung I still have the prototype will we do a streaming device at some point I expect we will but it's years away so it's not coming anytime soon. I was just assuming this was something that was going to be in our hands, not the hard bite, but in people's hands in the next year mm. or so. And the, the pivot to Samsung, what they're talking about, is their 2022 tellies have what they call a gaming hub. And it basically allows video game streaming if you go into that hub through Game Pass. I think GeForce Now is on there. Luna's on there. Stadia was on there or will be on there and then be taken away. So they've clearly gone for that, but I don't know. What do you make of that? Do you think the Keystone was a silly idea from the outset because you were sort of putting faces there when I was describing it? Uh, I was just trying to think, like, what, what's it adding? <laughs> it's not adding, is it? It's options. It's this three hundred. Yeah, bi- it's this three billion. Pi- it's this thing again where they they think all oh, people that are only the two hundred million fucking layabouts that we don't care about anymore because there's only two hundred million of them. We want the three billion. It's just another way to try and get some of them. In this harebrained scheme that they'll go, oh yeah, I'll, I'll play Halo, even though it's all the same. So don't. Bastards. The idea is, I'm not. It's not for me. So my Xbox is upstairs. Mm-hmm. It's not for me to then be able to play my Xbox and stream that downstairs to my TV. It's to just dis- dispense with the whole console together. You get a little box and just stream shit games through your TV. <laughs> well, who's to say that it can't sync with your Xbox Series X and I don't know harness some level of local. This is what pisses me off, because if you can do that with a box, mm. why do I need the Xbox at all? We don't. That's what Phil's trying to... Well, they're not saying that, because it's years away, but I think that's but the idea. But is that what you're saying? Because well. this goes back to what we discussed a couple of weeks ago, and I said you'd be plugging in and doing everything through a cloud anyway when we discussed yeah. Stadia. But I don't know. I, I, I'm not convinced about it, and obviously neither are they. In terms of it being <laughs> well, a a device, that a people, realistic. You can't give it away. That's to say fifty, well, sixty. I don't know how much you'd even charge for that, but you know, when you've got the Series S sitting there at two hundred and fifty quid, again, might might be like just spend the extra hundred and fifty, and then you don't have to deal with the latency or the other nonsense that comes with streaming stuff. But again, this isn't for us. This is for people that seemingly never game, but suddenly will be convinced because this little device lets them do it. Well, you can play. Really, you, you can play Hungry Shark on Netflix. I've seen it. Yeah. You can play I've Hungry Shark on Sky. I've seen it. How much engagement's that getting? <laughs> I don't quite understand why. I could, if you're after the casuals, and I know that we don't like that term, but that's Fuck ultimately em. what they are—the people. Then surely the mobile gaming audience is your best bet. Mm. I don't understand this fascination with. Like the idea that the actual cost of the console is a massive barrier. Yeah, I I totally agree. 
I don't think it is. No. In all honesty, I think if there's if there's a good enough game that people want, they will buy the console just for that game. Then I've seen it happen. Yeah, it does. My brother-in-law <laughs> literally bought a place like two games or something a generation. He ain't completed Red Dead Two yet, and that's what he bought his last one for. <laughs> so this is it, it's it's doable. I don't mm. understand this idea that they need to come up with something to get it in every household because. Like some people just don't want to do it, and it doesn't mm. matter how accessible you make it, they're not gonna, they're not gonna do it. It's, it's bizarre. Well, it's this. They're always striving for growth, aren't they? And this is a very tech. That's all Silicon Valley tech guys. They want mm. growth. It's not enough to be. Oh, we're making four billion profit each year. You got to make five billion next year, then six. Mm. Like it's always growth. So they're always trying to claw new people in or change the finances around so that people are paying more than they were yesterday, which may be something we get onto. Oh, got to keep that week. share price going up. We've got to keep the shareholders happy, wow. the board, the directors. You've got to keep breaking in yep. a new income all the time, saving money. It's just constant. It's like at some point you go, well, with what we're offering, there's nowhere else to go at the minute, John. That's no, it. That's it. <laughs> you are, we are, and you're making a load, so just be happy with that <laughs> and get on with your life. Um, the partnership with Samsung is something that, it was kind of a sort of caused a few waves because oh this is it this is the, how you break through into the casual audience. And I'm just, again, there's the problems that we've discussed at nauseam and here about will those people even be bothered and, and and is the is the console really that big that big of a barrier? But this this scheme what they're doing, which one they're only partnering with one TV manufacturer first of all, yeah, like that may well be a necessity because they couldn't get it to. Maybe LG didn't want to speak to, or whatever. There could be a number mm. of reasons why, but already your scope is narrowed. Yeah. Like, probably never going to be on Sony TVs. Sony will probably be yeah. like, mm, Yeah, that's a great point. I know yeah. we're in different, you know, the PlayStation mobs over here, we're in TVs, then we've got movies over here, but the TV guys might just ring Jim and say, This Xbox. He goes, No. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Do not put that on the TVs. So that's, yeah. that, so that may be a blocker. And. If you're after penetration, if you're after exposure, I feel like it's a bit of a day late and a dollar short. If it's from 2022 onwards, TVs, you don't be upgrading that every two years. That's a half decade to a decade investment. So if you've bought your TV in the last three to five years, you're unlikely going to be in the market to get one very, very soon. So you're only going to capture people from 2022 onwards who are interested in it. I just... You know, it just feels puzzling that this the Keystone thing's just been seemingly binned at some point because that is a way to get it out to anyone because it's an external device. Mm. And the focus on, oh, we'll put it in the TVs is a smart one, but unless you can backwards engineer it so that my TV in there, which I'm not going to change for five more years, has it, I'm never going to see it. Yeah. But but you wouldn't even use it. This is the Oh, point. no, I wouldn't it's use like- it. My mum's never going to have an Xbox, no matter how accessible you make it and cheap for her. Like, it's just a a significant portion of the population that are too young, too old, not interested. Yeah. Like, but there there must be some kind of market research they've done that have that shows that to get the business case off the ground, they must have had some data, some well insight to move it forward. It's possible. It's places like China. Where that's or or I don't know in in the Asian markets that maybe there is a big streaming mm. push. I know Japan is quite well known for liking handhelds and small devices and mobile. 
So it could mm. be it could be places like that that are generally more accepting of it. But I don't know. Sometimes uh, it, we're, uh, we're always in trouble of speaking of our own minds and saying well, that's what everyone thinks. It's clearly not. But I just I just don't see it. I just don't, there's people that you look at and you think he's not going to be interested in this. These are the people they're targeting. He's playing his Fallout show. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there must be a very small proportion in my mind that <laughs> see the cost as obstructive. I mean, it's easy for us to say. I guess there are people, mm. especially at the moment, that don't have the spare cash for a gaming console, even if they wanted one. Mm. Um, but again, I, I don't know. I'm still, I see a lot of people driving around in Mercedes and BMWs <laughs> and these big SUVs and... <laughs> Spending fortunes. I mean, we're, yeah. we're supposed to be in a cost-living crisis. I went down the seafront the other day, rammed. Fireworks, everyone's having a great time. I'm like, whoa, what are we doing? People are supposed to have no money. Nope. So it's baffling me. Not, um, not yet. Yeah, not yet. Wait until that eating goes on. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting to see what how that progresses, I guess. Yeah. I can only assume that the t- makes it out. I can only assume that the strategy for the TV side is to expand it outside of Samsung and into older devices and not just be forward planning, but it will see. It's, it's a long way off. It's only just really been launched. Well, this one, Phil Spencer hints at future Xbox game pass or console price increases. So here's the quote. I do think at some point we'll have to raise the prices on certain things. But going into this holiday, we thought it was important to maintain the prices. We've held prices price on consoles. We've held price on games and our subscription. I don't think we'll be able to do that forever. I do think at some point we'll have to raise the prices on certain things. So he's actually included games in there as well, which is interesting because... Mm. 70 UK pounds, 70 dollars is being wheeled out already on on many games. Call of Duty being one of the new offenders of that. So interesting, considering that we had the whole fucking Jim Ryan chuffing up the consoles by 30 quid. Phil coming out saying no, nope, no plans to do that, and then less than a month later, it's like, well, we might, we mm. we, we might do that. It's kind of like no shit, but also, why did you get involved to start with other than just to take a cheap fucking jab when clearly there are plans to do this? You don't say things like this about some level of intent, but what do you make of this then? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, Sony are, are making it easy for them to be able to do Oh yeah, do it. Yeah. Like, because ultimately, and everyone in every business will do it, is that you benchmark and... Mm. If you can be, and it always depends what you're trying to aim to be, whether you're trying to be premium, the cheapest, the you know, mid-range, whatever it might be. But I think specifically in this console space and the, with games, mm. you can be level pegging quite easily if you want to and it have no real impact. Yeah. Everyone goes, well, we've got the same cost pressures as Sony, so we've got to do it. And it's kind yeah. of like you can't really throw much mud at them for it. No. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I can understand it and... I don't really want it. No. I think we've always said that that Game Pass is astonishing value. So again, it's like there's an acknowledgement there that it is probably comparatively cheap mm. for what it gives. Um, 
So it's probably fair to say, if you're being honest with yourself, you go, it is great value. Yeah. And you but, can't be too bitter about a price rise, but still it's... But it's such such a price now where it's a, it is a no, it's a simple no-brainer. It's not yeah, even... A, yeah, it's not even yeah. Ronnie hasn't even got to get involved in that one. He just will sit there and let it happen. If it goes... Yeah. Depending on what, it, what and if it goes up to, if, if that thought even crosses my mind, then I know something mm. has fundamentally changed there. So my yeah. advice for people now, if you like Game Pass... And are going month to month, or only have it stack now, because if they've they, they they're signposting this to probably happen sometime in 2023. Yeah, so yeah, I, once those financials are all pumped in for the fiscal year, which is what like March, and then the new year yeah. in April, expect something in and around that time to to come crashing down. So you can stack up to three years on Game Pass. I have that. Yeah. I've always been doing that, finding the cheaper deals. So. If you think it's great value and you're not going to sell your Xbox in the next three years, stack now and then don't be yep. caught out and then you can sit there on the on the current price. Mm-hmm. Um, watch, if this focus on Game Pass and the subscription side because the consoles, are that's a static price, one-off jobby. A- actually, yep. if Phil puts it up by a fiver a month, let's say, you know, within, within a year, you've paid off Jim's extra 30 quid he's <laughs> asked for and then... Yeah. Over the years, you'll give him feel more money, but then again, we're getting into that value thing we don't want to get. If they do want to jack it up, so Alan's in the room now, and you'll feel, and you've got to go to Alan with the strategy. Do you go in hard and just say, look, we'll raise it by a fiver and leave it there for several years? Or do you do the whole Netflix thing where you go, right, let's raise it by one pound this year? So then no one really cares. Oh, a quid or a dollar, whatever mm. the currency relation is, that's fine. And then 18 months, you go, no, a dollar. Okay. 12 months, dollar. And slowly do it that way and try and sneak the, the price up. Or do you just go in and say, look, five UK pounds, it's gone up or more. And you'll either mm. be paying it or you won't be. And that's the end of it. What's Alan's waiting for an answer. Well, you do a pound a year. So business-wise, <laughs> it's a no-brainer. Mm. Because if you're trying to, even from a business target perspective, you whack out five five pounds you get a bump a year bigger profits and everyone goes where you get a big clap <laughs> share price goes up and then guess what you're scrabbling around trying to generate more revenue the next three years because you've already done right, your five pounds up there yeah. so what you want to do that growth again it doesn't yeah they won't factor in your excessive <laughs> smashing targets from the year before they won't average that out over nah. three years they'll go last year you generated <laughs> me a load more money and this year you haven't what are we doing so and it's much more palatable to the consumer yep. <laughs> to take that as well. So in almost every way, unless you've got some immediate cost you need to cover where you'd need to whack it up, I mean, it's unlikely Microsoft are going to have that. So it's always going to be a case of, I think, slow price rises, like anything. Because yeah. then you, to your point, you go, well, it's not too much. It's not that bad or it's okay. And then all of a sudden... Within the time frame, you're paying £15 a month instead of tenner. Yeah, absolutely. It's £11 a month now. Mm. Um, what would you be happy? I knew you were going to ask this <laughs> with... because I was literally just thinking about it. I was thinking if it goes up to £15 a month, mm. I think that'd be... I mean, I personally think that that... Because I've, on, on occasion, paid that. Yeah. Right. I've had some really cheap months where I've gone, this is unbelievable. I've got it for a quid for yeah. three months, whatever it is. But I've lapsed it and then it's ended up paying 12 And I see it come out of my account and go, cool. Yeah. That's like, out of all my subscriptions I've got, 
That's... Amazon, Netflix. It's the steepest. Yeah. Um, so I think what it is for Ultimate, it is comparatively for subscriptions, it's, you know, taking Sony's one out of it for the moment, but compared mm. to what I've got at the minute, it's expensive. Mm. So I don't, I don't know. I think even, I think any price rise on that is still, would still make me go, mm. what's coming up in terms of the catalog? Yeah. Is there anything that I'm playing on there now that I want to continue playing? And thinking about either buying stuff outright or cancelling a subscription until for a period of time along. until something comes yeah. along that I want to play. That's, I've, and this was not my intention. My intention was to get them very close, mm. but my my Xbox Game Pass subscription ultimate ends in about just under three years' time. So does my PlayStation yeah. Plus Premium. They both end on the same day, the same year. Wow. And at that point, I'll have a decision. I'm just going to leave them this time rather than keep re-upping them and then go mm. probably go month to month and it'll be a case of what's coming up, what am I playing. If mm. I'm waiting for a game that's two months away, there's just no sense in me keeping it. I may as well just bin it yeah. because I've got plenty to be getting on with as as has everyone else who's probably got a, a, a console mm. or something. You've built up the, the backlog. Mm. So... Um, It'd be interesting to see what the price is then in three years because, again, that's going to factor in. And Jim's only just started up his one. Is he already looking over his shoulder thinking, right, get them up. Yeah. We'll we'll pump everything else up. And if Phil starts doing it, we might as well follow. Yeah. We'll get less of a kick in the balls. I still feel like, even if I don't play anything for three months and I give them, say I give them, what is it, £11 a month, 33 quid for the next three months and don't play anything, Mm. on average, I will still get my money's worth. But You could be getting an even better deal if you just proactively managed it. (laughs) This is what I'm saying, right? So if you're clever about it, because um, you could even go, well, if something's coming out at the beginning of one month and something's coming out at the beginning of the next month, yeah, I'll just leave it for two months, come yeah. back to it month three, and all of a sudden they're both still there. You're playing both in that month and you're done. So there yeah. is an efficient way, as you say, to get, instead of that costing 33 quid, you still played the same games, but an equivalent cost of, well, under £4 a month rather yeah. than, you, you, do you see what I mean? It's... There is a way to be doing it, and I yeah. think that long term is probably how, especially with you know, I'm gonna have less time because I'm gonna have more commuting and things. Mm. Um, X Cloud, <laughs> mate, use that data well, I ain't that you're doing not using. I ain't doing that. No, it's horrible. <laughs> I, I'm still adamant the be- the worst way to game by far is on a phone. Yep, closely followed by the Switch. No, I didn't mean it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's bitten him. I didn't mean it. Can't play Bayonetta anywhere else. So what the hell? So yeah. can't be that bad, can it? No, I've got eyes on this, Phil. So it's going to be mm. a... It's not, no one's going to enjoy this. There'll be a lot of green bloods rationalising. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'll give, I'll give that some more. Go on. Yeah, you, you earned that off me. Some fucking idiots. Take what you can and give nothing back, right? Jack Sparrow. Come on. 101. <laughs> Stop pretending yeah. like Phil's your friend. He's friend of the show, but he's still taking money out of my back pocket. Just less of it. He's there to generate profits. Yeah. So, and he's doing that using our wallets. Yeah, absolutely. Next one. Phil Spencer confirms that Xbox Game Pass is profitable for Microsoft, and it's around 15% of their gaming revenues within Microsoft. So the first thing there, well, here's the quote. I think... <laughs> Quote, I think it will stay in that 10 to 15% of our overall revenue and it's profitable for us. So first of all, it puts that, I don't say it puts the question to bed, but now we 
if they said mm. it because the last word he used to describe it from my knowledge and I could be wrong maybe I'm behind the curve but he said sustainable and <laughs> people went oh it's profitable then and I was like no he's being careful of his words yeah. they're trained they know exactly it's a publicly traded company he's being very very careful with his words mm. sustainable just means they can carry it on it could be running at a loss but if they're <laughs> siphoning other money in towards it doesn't mean on if it's own back it's making that amount of money now he's come out mm. and said this I feel like now you just have to say well it is what it is I will say yeah. though it depends how again they've they've done the accounting there's no there's, there's, they call when you do your accounting your auditing it's principles it's not regulations or rules so you can they do they say what they call Hollywood accounting where you can fuck about with things <laughs> obviously the Activision Blizzard money isn't coming out of the Game Pass part because then there's no way it could be profitable. It takes 35 years to pay that off. Yeah. <laughs> so there's an element of stuff obviously being moved around, but at least in yeah. their mind, he wouldn't say that unless Microsoft and the higher ups agree that yes, this is a thing that's generating us revenue. You know, that's off its own back essentially. So we can put that to bed. The 10 to 15 percent actually, when you was off, Adkins and I kind of covered this because the uh, revenue came out for Game Pass and some. Can't remember the name. Oh well, don't get the credit. But they they crunched the numbers sort of manually, and it come out about eighteen percent of Xbox's overall revenues. And this is you know mm. within that range. And really, what I'll, I'll just repeat what I said then. And then, if you've got any further comment, you can add. But that's that's incredibly low given the amount of value that's there. You'd think that would generate more. And you, we've been living in this world where it's going to dominate and take over, and subscriptions are going to be the way forward. But well, you won't be if it's only 10 or 15% of your revenue. It's only ever going to be a bit part of everything else that's been flooded in. And he went, another one of the quotes he says, he said, I don't ever see it getting to 50 or 60 or 70%. It's always going to be a portion of the overall kind of products that we offer. So the, the doomsday prediction of subscriptions come in and change the landscape completely may well be... I mean, I've touted that, saying that's the concern. Everything mm. goes subscription. Then you're like, well, where's the quality control? Because we're just churning tut out to get it out. <laughs> but these figures show that clearly it's not it, it's not worth them doing nothing else but subscriptions because they would lose so much money from elsewhere. But faults. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the first thought is it's still, you know, if they weren't doing this, losing 10 to 15% of your revenue would be considered a pretty reasonable hit so yeah although it's not a majority if you like of their revenue it's still a decent i'd probably chunk. argue a, a decent proportion mm-hmm. um whether it's and how they're calculating its profitability would be interesting to see um but really all you've got to do is say this is how much we've paid people to get yeah give it away as part of our subscription and this is the amount of subscriptions we get a month yeah. and ultimately if those two if one's higher than the other, then it's profitable or not. Yeah. I can't imagine there's a lot of overheads for it in terms of data centers or whatever, to be honest, because you download the game so that, yeah, the same way you would anything else. So yeah. that's surely all it boils down to. So, you know, I suspect there's an element of figuring out what games they can get on there and, you know, how much would that cost them versus how much they're still getting in subscription. Like, I, I think there's probably a bigger portion they could get i still think the biggest problem is is that there's not and i think i said this to you the other day i was like get overwatch on there if you want to increase subscribers mm-hmm. increase revenue like get things like because it's within their 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 gift to do stuff like that if you've got active 
Blizzard games, surely start getting them on your Game Pass subscription. It's like yeah. instead of giving Overwatch away for nothing. Well, say, it's too late now, get, isn't they? I know, but say you get if you've got Overwatch three coming twenty twenty four, a new paid retail version of the game, but with Game Pass you get it for free. <laughs> but do you say they said, "Oh, if you've got Game Pass and you get like the first Battle Pass." First, for I want the Battle Pass. Like, every, I want the monthly Battle Pass included, mate, for that fifteen quid he's trying to put yeah. it up to well, the bastard. Yeah. But I'm saying like, there's there's way to. I think there's ways they could increase yeah. subscribers and things. Um, and sort of boost that number but yeah i i think i am i mean I always it goes to show you how tricky these subscription models are because yeah. even you look at netflix and you go well how do we get more like you've yeah. probably got 99 percent of people you're going to get on that it's yeah you ultimately will just reach the end of the line with it um so yeah i just think it's it's a great i like it i like the idea of having a, a catalogue of games there for a fixed fee mm. and I can play as many or as little of them as I want. I think it's a great model. Um, yeah, I, I just think it'd be interesting to see what they want to do to, to progress it and if it's part of their strategy or if it's just one of those things they're just going to keep running as a with the intent for it to be 10 to 15% of the overall revenue and that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. And on that, he also said that Game Pass on console would slow down in terms of the growth there. So, quote, we've seen incredible growth on PC, dot, dot, mm. dot. On console, I've seen growth slow down, mainly because at some point you've reached everybody on console that wants to subscribe. Out of all the things we've spoken about, that's, that, I'm just, I'm dumbfounded by that, that it can't be at saturation point already. I mean, they're talking about growth slowing down, so actually yeah. it's still going to be creeping up, but... Mm. Is it really like peaked in terms of growth already? Like they've not even had their, they've had nothing. Use my words carefully. They've had a very little first party <laughs> stuff this year. Next yeah. year's load up to be a big one. Like, mm. but then again, he wouldn't say that unless he has seen it for his, his own eyes that it has slowed up. But I would argue yeah, it's slowed up because the content's it. not has been as yeah good as this it is. Been. This is what I was trying to say to you. Like, you look at imagine if they'd have said if you want Halo, off you like yeah. get on the get game pass or whatever you get like I, I don't understand why you'd go well it's free to play for everyone like what like no like I, I, I find it bizarre that they're not making more can you imagine if like they Sony developed something like one of their big first party games and went ah, you can have that yeah <laughs> nothing like, and you don't you buy the battle pass if you want like it's just there's some odd it feels like there's some odd decisions like I I mean, clearly from a gamer's perspective, being able to play a game for nothing over having to subscribe is better. Mm. But from a purely commercial perspective, I find it odd that they're not putting bigger games on that Game Pass if they want to grow it. They must feel like there's more revenue to be had out of giving a game, like using that Fortnite model and saying, here's a game for nothing, buy the Battle Pass. because mm. there's. But then you're only getting £8 something every three months mm. rather than... Twelve pound every month on the dot. It's. I just think it's. It's. A, it's a. It feels to me like a, a trick that's being missed for them. If I was looking at that, I'd be going, "Why ain't we doing that?" <laughs> Alan's not happy. He's like, he's probably asking those questions. Um, and just related to this, subscriber growth. This is from Axius now. Stevens Tortillo. 
Tom Warren binned. Thank you for that. Goodbye. <laughs> Game Pass subscription service fell short of the annual company target tied to CEO Satya Nadella's pay, according to new mm. financial filings. So the strength of Game Pass has long been used to measure Microsoft's success in disrupting the gaming industry. So let's have a look. Details. Microsoft targeted 73% growth for Game Pass in its fiscal year ending June 2022. The service only achieved 28% growth. 73%. I don't know who's right. I don't know what Alan's thinking with those numbers. Sitting on that board, chucking that out there. That's two misses in a row. The company also failed to hit the executive pay game pass target last year after exceeding wow. it in 2020. So it's like what you said earlier, though. They got cocky after 2020 and thought, well, this is going to fucking rocket ship off and then set stupid targets, potentially. Because everyone was fucking chucked at home with fuck all else to do. Most people were well, put that's... on say most. A load of people were put on furlough. So you're sitting there finger up ass. Kids ain't going to school. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Use your brain. No. Like, surely you'd realise that once, like, you've got a load of people there, that that growth is unsustainable. Like, most businesses would have been sensible about that. It's bizarre. Yeah. But 76, that's insane, really. But that's still on the bounce. So someone in Microsoft HQ clearly thinks that... I don't. You never know how these targets are framed. Are they a stretch target? I mean, hmm. just for context, matey boy... Old um, Adela, his compensation hit fifty-five million last year. So he's like, it, it, it don't matter. <laughs> he ain't got the Game Pass one. Boo-hoo, He still made a shitload. It's funny, the other ones were tied to LinkedIn use, which I keep forgetting. Microsoft own and cloud revenue. So it's those three odd things to pick out of all of Microsoft for growth targets. But LinkedIn use, LinkedIn, yeah, use. Engagement, not even money oh, now. We're, so we're, we're measuring many, fucking how many, how many eyes are on it for how long? Oh, it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> I want that juicy ad revenue. It's fucking madness, but no, seems like um, Alan's a tough man to please in Microsoft HQ, chucking those sorts of targets out there. Good lord, I've been one of them goals. If I've got something like that at work, I've gone, well, I ain't even gonna bother then. <laughs> I ain't gonna do it. I won't stress so I out work about that one. Whilst, yeah, like. <laughs> I'd have gone, I ain't going to be able to do that. they go, well, you can try. And I'd be like, well, I ain't going to bother. Because it's, it, 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 it's unlikely you're going to be able to do anything realistic to, to do that. No. Crazy town. Crazy town. Let's talk a little about Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. As I said, it's out now for people to play. I think people have been playing it in some sort of early access. I get confused about all the shit that goes on with games these days. <laughs> so if you buy the £100 edition, you can play it three days early. I'm like, all right. I'm not doing that, but <laughs> fair enough. Um, well, this is a comedy one, isn't it? The physical disc conta- allegedly contains just 70 megabytes of data. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Now, it's bizarre. We are digital fiends now, for the most mm. part. But there's a part of me that thinks, what are we doing here? Because that disc is useless. Should... They go. Well, the whole point of physical is that they can never take it away from you. Mm-hmm. You pop that disc in and it will work. Nope. Said the same with Halo Infinite. Didn't have the campaign on there. Yeah. Um. And that. And what's what's Call of Duty? Hundred odd gig. You downloaded it today, didn't you? Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I think it was like ninety one. 
0.28 gig or something for the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, look, not our fight to fight because we're not really squabbling about this, but still just a bit well, it of just a, makes a shit the decision show, easier. Oh, yeah. So I'm never going to trade it in, right? No. Because it's just like, I'm going to play it for the next two years and by then it's worth £4 afterwards anyway. Like, yeah. it, I'm not fussed about that. Um, the, the advantage used to be was that you didn't have to wait as long to the download because it would install whatever yeah. was on the disc and then you'd get maybe a 10 gig like update or whatever that, that it didn't put on there. So it's like, fine, okay. But it's like, if you're just getting the disc to, to basically tick a box to say, yep, I've bought it and then to for it to go off and download, it's kind of like, what are we doing? Mm. It's bizarre. Um, yeah, I, I don't like that personally. Game preservation going view, in the bins, mate. Yeah, in my view, they should be at least put the campaign on that disc. Yeah, and then it's like even the multiplayer. They go, well, if you're on the multiplayer, download it. But yeah, to to basically make everything still a download. When you imagine if you go out, buy the game, you go to town, you speak to the people in game for half hour because they don't let you come out of our chat. You come home. The chat. They're trying to sell out. you a bloody disc cleaning insurance or something. You name it. it. You've had to pay for parking. You get stressed out because. Do the you want the pop Funko? No, I don't want prices pop Funko. Get out of here. And then you get home and you've still got to wait two yeah. hours or three hours. For you, I'd be fucking. You could have pre-downloaded it the night before, probably, and left it overnight yeah. and woke up. Yeah. Just got straight into it. Yeah. yeah so. I mean, it's not good for preservation at all. I mean, it will take a series of events that would be quite catastrophic for all these games to disappear off of online storefronts. But we've seen with Stadia, which we was probably going to fail no matter what, but that it can happen mm-hmm. even with financial backing. So something to be aware of. There's rumours floating around that you, there's Paul Pogba and Neymar skins in this game. Now, you've had a little flash of it earlier. Is this yeah. born out to have any sort of truth in it or is it nonsense that's flying around? I, I wouldn't put it past it. I mean, it, it, it. I saw it and I was like, "It's an interesting. It's interesting because I, I've always sort of long thought the casuals play two games. Yeah, FIFA and COD. And I used to do it. The ultimate crossover, exactly. It's so Captain it's kind Price of like, and Ultimate Team. Well, it's it's one of those things that I thought. Why has nobody done this before? Like. Imagine Ronaldo being like a character. Like, I don't know. I think that'd be really appealing to a lot of people. I think it'd sell like hotcakes. He's saying they could be operators in future. That's the rumor. Yeah, yeah. So, so you could literally be that character in multiplayer. I mean, look, it's I mean, Fortnite-esque, it's a, isn't it? That's where they got that idea from. Yeah, but it's it's been going that way. Yeah, for years now. Anyway, um, some of the characters and. You know the designs and whatnot. I mean, I was Terminator in Warzone. <laughs> like it's 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 what it's what's happening. I, I'm kind of okay with it broadly, um, but yeah, it was just into it's one of those things where I was like, obviously, I, I just thought it's such an obvious commercial thing. Like football's huge yeah. in so many European countries. It's getting bigger in the US. Like stick out famous footballers on there in a World Cup year as yeah. well. By the way. Like commercially breaking the dough, it's a, I thought it was quite clever. But yeah. whether it materialises or not, I don't know if it was confirmed when I sent the screenshot through. But no, it's still rumoured, and I think I wonder whether today it'll all come out in the wash. But as we record this, there's no, we're not totally no. privy. I'm assuming it's something they would announce as a future 
update of sorts or I don't know a bonus of certain things what do you make of this one Modern Warfare 2 crossplay can't be disabled on Xbox and PC versions but PlayStation does offer disable option Xbox can turn off crossplay at system level which basically means you have to go into the settings of your Xbox go into your privacy and online settings your Xbox live privacy mm. and go through about 18 menus and turn that off um, now You've long moaned about PC players lurking in these lobbies because of perhaps a mouse and keyboard advantage, but more prominently, later on in life, are these hackers getting in and ruining lives for mm. people. Yeah, I can only assume this is an oversight or just a small <laughs> issue that's there and they'll fix it in the coming weeks. But it can't be that can't be the only way to disable it is to turn it off for your whole Xbox. I mean, all your other games go as well. It's been in previous Call of Duties. This isn't. What? It's been there. Yeah, it's 100% been there because I've been there and done it. I've been in Black Ops and I went, I don't want to play against PC. You're just stressing me out. Toggle it off. I'll just have all Xbox, please. Yeah. Pre- and that was in game, you- yeah? Yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. happened here then? Not- I don't know. It, it, I said that to Pete earlier because we were, we were playing it and honestly, there were some lobbies where <laughs> it, it, it was literally just getting decimated and I was like, I need to get away from some... Because you can tell. <laughs> it's obvious to see when someone's got the mouse and keyboard, like you just know. And I said to Pete, we went into a lobby earlier. I mean, we were the only two console players in the lobby. Yeah. And I was like, this is not going to go well. And it didn't. And it doesn't. It generally doesn't go well. No. Um, so, uh, I mean, the alternative is that we end up suffering even more like you do on Overwatch, which is it disables that bloody... Uh, I don't know if we spoke about this. In Overwatch, I know I'm straying off track, but in Sorry. Overwatch, if I play with Hall yeah. on PC, yeah. I can play no game modes that give me Ranking. aim assist. It turns it off. No, no, no. Huh? Any game mode. Yeah. So if I play like casual arcade game, whatever, no aim assist. It's completely turned off. It says it's on, but, but yeah. apparently it's off. Yeah, so that's the other alternative is that oh, you, the, the the console pool get get penalised. But yeah, I mean, I, I I hope they sort that out because I like sometimes I I don't generally mind crossplay, and obviously with PlayStation. Did you notice when you played it today games. that it wasn't there? Was you like, where's that? Or was you? No, I did. I didn't touch it. No, mm-hmm. but I know I, I was playing against a lot of PC players. It felt, yeah. um, but it's yeah i I just sometimes like the option because if i'm if i feel like i'm just getting done especially with like things like snipers or whatever you just you just sometimes get drilled and i yeah. think oh, i just don't want to have to deal with that like i don't want that stress or against hackers or whatever if that comes cropping up yeah. it's nice just to be able to go cross play off for a bit um and not have that stress but yeah it's weird i don't understand it i, I said at this top i can only assume they were pressed for time and thought well We'll have to deal with that after launch and get it in. No one will pick up on it. And then obviously on release, as the internet does, they discover it and it's it's on video games. Chronicle. I'm sure there are a lot of players that do do it. That yeah. They just go, I ain't dealing with those PC mob. I just want an Xbox lock. Because there's a big enough pool of players. You don't really need no, it. And for that game especially, there's tons mm. of people playing it. Well, that's it for all the idle chatter of the industry. Got a, got a couple of options here in terms of yeah. what we do. Mm. One will put you on the spot, so I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna propose it and see what the response is. Mm-hmm. You recently finished a playthrough of God of War, correct? I did, yeah. In 2018. Now we're not asking for 
full half hour interviews and whatnot. But it does no. need to go somewhere in that gallery if it's going to earn a place or go in the bin outside. Yeah. So we can do a hodgepodge, sort of truncated overall faults jobby. Yeah. And do the gallery, or I can just close it down. And um, well, the Steam Deck hardware impressions are coming at the end of this episode, so that's what's happening mm. after whatever we decide to do here. But I thought rather than discuss it with you, I'll just propose it live on air. And if you chuff it off, then people will know the strength of your character. No, I, I'm I'm happy to do a truncated. I, I know where it goes, so it's oh. not a problem. He's already done it. Go on then. Yeah. God of War 2018, PlayStation 5 yeah. you played it on, 60 FPS yeah. glory option there if you wanted it. <laughs> um, in my head, I thought this is almost a game made for Logan with all that Norse nonsense going on and, and Kratos mm. being just a fucking animal. Mm. How, how was the experience? Because there's a lot of hype for this particular title. You've probably heard people mm. saying greatest game of the generation, all that stuff from the PS4 mm. era. But overall, how was it? How did it do for you? Yeah, I think, you know, it, just again, I guess in terms of cards on the table, uh, to your point, I love Norse mythology, the Viking stuff. I watched all the Viking series, films. Loved, obviously, Valhalla to a point before it started. <laughs> The first hundred hours, just the second yeah. two hundred that were a, bit, that, <laughs> a bit long in the tooth. Um, so yeah, I think you're right in terms of aligning with my overall interest. It, it seems like a no-brainer. I don't. I think I said to you, I don't really know how this game passed me by because I did have a PS4. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, I think for some reason I always had a bit of a preconception that the game would have like. Scrabblers, Scrabbler-esque things in it that kind of... I don't know why. I just sort of went, oh, I don't... I must have seen something at some point that kind of put me off it. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's not, that's not going to be for me. Um, but then, you know, over the years, I've watched some videos and I sort of... I get to a point with these games as well sometimes where I think if too much time's passed, yeah. it kind of just falls off the radar. And I felt like that's where it was with God of War. Anyway... Um, obviously got the PS5 and they had that collection on there where there was all the Spider-Man the, oh, yeah. um, like all the classic PS4 games sort of redone a little bit and I was like oh God of War's on there and there wasn't a lot for me to play on my PS5 so I was like you know 60 FPS why why not you know give it a go now so that's kind of what got me back into it and I, I played a bit of it didn't I and then various other things cropped up that kind of kept trumping it and you're like are you going to go back to that and I was like yep yeah. and I thought we, he's probably thinking I'm never going to go back to oh, that because I've said that before and not yeah. done it um, but like I always wit- had like Witcher I lent you all those years ago that got oh yeah but I, I got snarled up in a well and that yeah. does have some scary stuff in it that, that bothered me a little bit so that, yeah it didn't it didn't <laughs> it didn't go down well but anyway um, yeah it kind of got pushed uh, to the back burner for a bit and I finally got some a clear runway i think to actually give it a good a good playthrough um and i loved it i absolutely i absolutely loved it um you know people say game of a generation i would have struggled i think between it'd been two games for me on that ps4 it had been been between uncharted yeah and that i think you know i didn't play a lot on my playstation but those two games made if i'd have played those on my playstation and that was the only two games that i played on the ps4 i'd have been like that is worth it yeah like they were both that good um 
So I'm not sure whether I could definitively say that I preferred it or not to Uncharted, but as a game in its own right, it's just it just ticks basically every box for me. Um, no multiplayer, I, though. No people no, to talk to. Sometimes I'm good with that. I mean, I know that me and you, in a lot of ways, are polar opposites in terms of I largely prefer... Mm. Um, multiplayer games and then the odd kind of single player experience on the side you're pretty much a flip on that you'd rather do the the other way around but i do enjoy a good a good single player mm. of sorts and you know in the same way that I, I absolutely loved every minute of uncharted yeah and i was really invested in that story it was the same with uh same with god of war and i thought voice acting's excellent game mechanics excellent graphics brilliant gameplay brilliant like literally you could just go through and everything is an easy eight or nine out of ten like there's nothing when i played it you know when we do this and we can go yeah but yeah there's not really a but i I can't sit here and even when i was playing it there's nothing where i can really go but Mm. some you know if i was being super critical i'd like to be able to traverse the map a bit easier than (laughs) Like, but that's being hypercritical. I yeah. think for what I wanted and what I got out of the game, absolutely thoroughly enjoyed my time there. Yeah. And I feel like I played it at a really good time when Ragnarok's imminently out. And I feel like I've played it, got enough hype, and there's a good enough gap between the two where it doesn't feel like I'm going to be exhausted from it. So, mm. yeah, excellent game. I, I don't know what else to say. So the digital gaming gallery, where's it gonna go, if at all, into the gallery? Yeah, little bin out yeah. here. Yeah, can you imagine? I think any credibility that we would have would be instantly washed away at that point. <laughs> I'd just like to hear Biff's uh, outcry of protest as well. Be fuming. Um, yeah. So yeah, it definitely goes in, hundred <clears> percent. <throat> lovely, jubbly. So we've arrived at your personal exhibition where all your gaming exploits are displayed along with whether they're a platinum a gold or a silver or bronze in your eyes what's the accolade that you're going to hand out to to god of war and and showcase it in your exhibition yeah i, I mean it's a no-brainer it goes in platinum cool. but it, it it absolutely does um it's yeah it's one of the best games that i've again the only game that i can recall really from a single player experience that's I've enjoyed and been as invested in as that is Uncharted 4. Mm. Like, and that, that for me was, a, uh, I, I was surprised at how much that got me, but this was a similar kind of game. It was, I was so invested in the things that the characters were saying in, you know, Atreus and his development, um, you know, Kratos's humor almost and personality like i haven't found myself that invested in a personality and a character in a video game mm. probably since uncharted like it, yeah. it's it's it it reminds me i guess i i i guess i've played so many video games like and you kind of just take i've always played video games and always you know using destiny as an example i'm always a gameplay first kind of Mm. guy i'm not i don't ever find myself too fussed about narratives and stories but sometimes there are games that just naturally get me invested and yeah, yeah it, this was one of them games it, it it was exceptional i think well there you go god of war not quite on the eve of its sequel coming 
in the mm. next 10 days or so for people. So it's not far away from, from Ragnarok, the, the sequel, and the chapter that will end the Norse mythology. So they did say they had conversations about doing two or three games. They opted for two. Unusual. Usually they stretch these things out for three games. You get a trilogy pack, don't you? But mm. they took the decision to do it in two. And uh, it's going to be, we'll be interested to see what the scores are when they roll in and then eventually when we got our hands on it. But God of War for now sits in that platinum area of Logan's personal gaming showcase. Right, let's transition over into the Steam Deck impressions. Hogsworth Dave Salmon returns after about a four year hiatus. <laughs> so his little head's going to be on there to see for the YouTube folk and he's, he's a. Uh, his voice will be there for the audio listeners, obviously. And um, he's had the Steam Deck about four months, and I thought it was a good time to check in with him to see how he's got on with it. So that's what's coming to close out this edition of Idle Game Chat. We will see you on the other side. <laughs> Here we are then, back to close out Idle Game Chat. Not with some game impressions, this time some hardware impressions from our old friend Ogsworth Dave Salmon. Been a long time since you've appeared on the podcast. I think the last time we got you on was to go through our favourite PC games that <clears> we <throat> made. And that was that was literally years ago. So good yeah. to have you back. There's no, no webcams back then, mate. No, there wasn't, no. Ago, no. This is all COVID stuff. It sort of forced everyone to get a webcam just to stay sociable. So You're big in the game now, you lot. That's why. <laughs> That's it, absolutely. Um, so you're here to talk about the Steam Deck, which you've... Um, well, actually, I I didn't buy it for you, but I got the pre-order secured for you because it was that mad rush when they did the... Balls up. Yeah, oh, wouldn't my, let me get it. No. Not let me pre-order it at no. all. It was just... You've got it straight away. It's crazy, isn't Brilliant. it? Someone who barely blows up Steam like once a week of yeah. that, just to make sure our family sharing works, so I can get yeah. get access to your games. But um, you've had it for about four months, I think, four or five months. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about that. Just before we dive into that, I did want to just get your quick thoughts on how you think the Fantasy Gaming League's gone, because you've entered the Grand Prix for the first time ever, and it's been a bit of a baptism of fire mm. overall. Enjoying it, hating it, stressful. No, um, right at the start, didn't really give a shit. Yeah. Um, when you said to me, send me over a load of games and all that, I was just like, oh, for fuck's sake, what is it? You know, Google, I'm <laughs> just sort of getting yeah. it done for the sake of it. Um, but yeah, now I've finally understood. I mean, it's not taking long, to be fair. What we're now, October, end of. <laughs> so about 10 months, I've just started to work out how it all works. No, it's good. It's a really good idea. Um, I've quite enjoyed it, actually, the last couple of months. Mm. Uh, yeah, a bit too little, too late. Um Obviously, I had that balls up with the transfers as well. <laughs> no one's ever going to believe me for, but I, I did not know you had to pay for them. Um, but I think I still would have done all of them anyway, apart yeah. from the last one. I yeah. would have still done all the others. Yeah, that, absolutely. Uh, so, but yeah, it's yeah, it's really good. It, it's harsh, isn't it? Because mm. I've, I've had that um, that Warhammer. Uh, was it Warhammer? What one was it? Not Warhammer. Company of Heroes 3. Oh, yeah. So that That's... being cancelled, that's just a fucker. But I yeah. suppose if you're clever, you don't pick a game that's it's difficult. Know, at, at it's the difficult. Yeah, but. yeah, it's it's difficult. Some people front load it all for like the first quarter just so it's out the way with, and then they've got space if something gets moved out. But yeah, it's not easy. No. But um, we'll see how it all pans out at the at the end of the year. 
Um, back to the Steam Deck. So I just wanted to clarify because I can't remember now what which version I I got for you. Was it the the five twelve gigabyte four yes. five six nine top draw jobby, wasn't it? Yeah, it was three I options. Got the top one. Yeah, you had. Um, I haven't got it in front of me, but I'm pretty sure you had, the first one was your standard standard screen, sixty four gig. Yeah. Uh, normal memory, whatever that is. And then the, the next one was, I think, 256. The next one was 512. But the the, the yep. big one that we got 512 was MVME, which yeah. is why I got it, um, yeah. thinking it'll be a lot faster than the others. Um, and it is, it's great. Um, I don't know if I'd recommend getting the 512 to others, mm. uh, though, because all my games are on a card. I just bought one terabyte SD card. I'll just plug that in. Yeah, and they just it's really quick. Really. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's pretty good. Interesting. Yeah, so the, mm. you've got fastest storage, it says here. Premium anti-glare etched glass. Yes. So, I don't know how big a deal that ends up being. Well, I can't compare it. That's the trouble. No. The other one might be crap. I, I know uh, three or four others who have got decks, they've all got the same one as me. Right. So, yeah, so I can't compare it. Exclusive carrying case. Always handy mm-hmm. if it's a handheld. Yeah. And exclusive Steam community profile bundle, the main event, worth paying the oh, extra money def- for. I've definitely used that. Yeah, I've been all over that. Exclusive virtual keyboard theme. What? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I haven't used it. I haven't got a clue what it is. It's probably brilliant. No. But yeah, I've forgotten about that, to be honest. Well, there we go. So you've got the top top model. Had it for four months or so. Before we go into the Steam Deck, it's probably worth setting the stage in terms of you and handhelds now, i can only assume the fact that you went for the top dog and you know pre-ordered it when the first wave of like pre-orders were, were open was all trying to get on there and, and try and secure you one um but i'm assuming that you are big into handhelds and actually find a daily use of them unlike someone like me who very rarely if ever plays the switch in the handheld yeah, on, sure. only on like rare occasions when i when i go on holiday which haven't been for for years now so it's not even getting used in that sense for that, but I imagine you're you're almost the opposite to me, where a handheld is is almost a daily driver of sorts. Yeah, to be honest, I mean it, it's never going to take over. It's always like an an additional mm. system, you know, to your PC, your console, whatever. Uh, but yeah, where I drive trains, we have a lot of passenger work. I yeah. get the train to to and from work every day as well, um, so it just really comes in handy. Yeah, or when you're on the picket that. line, sort of standing there. Oh, absolutely. I'm always on the picket line, so yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it is. It, it really does come in handy. The switch is the same, um, yeah. but it's just getting a bit on, isn't it? And I've got 1,500 games that I haven't touched in my Steam library. Well, that, so that's, that's the, the thing, thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But that is the library has been built up over many years of Steam sales and, and whatnot. And I, I dare to say you've probably played less than 30% of everything that's on there. Um, right. if, if you're anything like me anyway so you do have just an unbelievable library there what what has your kind of main use for it been has it been playing steam library stuff or have you been using it as a bit of a emulation tool to, to you know i've seen a lot of cool stuff that people can do with it and have been working on so have you been yeah. have been doing sort of traditional steam stuff catching up on your pc games or emulating or, or a bit of both yeah yeah so definitely a bit of both when I first got it, I you know you get all excited and just go on and just download loads of games straight away just to test them out, see how it runs and all that. Yeah. So I did that with, with a load of Steam stuff. Then a, you know there's a few YouTube videos out, but a couple more were, were sort of popping up of emulation videos, how to do it. And for me, it's always I, I do it on every system I can because I've got my arcade machine. 
Yeah. Um, I've told you before, so I bought that years ago, and that's got just about every single game from, <laughs> God, you know, like an Atari, whatever, uh, from the 80s and all that. So it's got every ROM you can think of. So it's quite easy for me to just throw that straight on there. Um, and it's absolutely fantastic. The emulation side of it is so, it runs everything. Um, but it's not just that it runs it well, it's the artwork and going through the menus to, to pick different games. But like, you've got achievements now on RetroArch, which is one of the emulators <laughs> that it uses. Uh, you know, I discovered that, and all of a sudden I'm going back to, to old Game Boy games and all that. Um, yeah, yeah, so that, that's been really good. Um, you, you can't get bored with that. You, you no. At any time. Um, so, yeah, that was I was into that uh, quite a lot first. Um now that's sort of faded a little bit. Yeah, I've just it's just really random stuff. I mean, yeah, you know, just going through it now, I've, I've been playing things like I've gone back to Crash, Re, uh, you know, the Crash Bandicoot trilogy. Mate, they're bloody hard, those games. Even really fucking hard, especially to get all the achievements. Yeah. Really hard. <laughs> Spyro's even harder. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, things like that. I've been playing a bit of Street Fighter on there. The Monkey Island, you know, Monkey Island I've been waiting so long for. Yeah. It's point and click. Yeah. I actually prefer it on the Steam Deck. Did you play, play on the sticks on that, or, is it, or do you use the touchscreen? Yeah. Is it a touchscreen? No, you just move around. Yeah. It is a touchscreen, but no, it's move around with the sticks. It doesn't sound very good, but it's they've done it. You know, It's designed to be played with a controller. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, that's been really good. Um, yeah, it's just 50-50, really. Um, yeah. it's, it's just capable of anything. It really is. Besides playing something you know, brand new that came out yesterday, if you want to play it high-flying, high-frame rates and all that, Hmm. Not quite. You're not going to get away with that. But you but, can still play yeah. it at a good frame rate. Solid. Like I've seen Elden Ring running really well on the Steam Deck. Yeah. Like knowing that hitching bollocks that some people hmm. have been getting, was, and that's yeah, like brand new from from this year. Yeah, I was gutted really. Like I'd finished Elden Ring by the time yeah. I come out of the deck because I could have just sat there and grind. You know, where you just constantly leveling up, resetting at the thing, coming back leveling. I could have just done that. Yeah. You know, a couple of hours a day. And get those um, runes. But I'd done it. Yeah, I'd already done it by then. But yeah, I did try Elden Ring out on there. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Um, as I say, I'm not. It's not better than playing it on your big TV. No. Um, but it's you know it's it's cool. Like you say, it depends what you do. Yeah, my mates who have got it, they're they're not using it on the train. They're in the living room with the missus. Yeah. They're watching TV. Yeah. And they'll just be sitting there playing some crap on that. You know, you stick your <laughs> any any Bluetooth headphones in. Yeah. Um, Drown them out. Headphone jack. Has it got headphone jack? Yeah, it's got headphone jack as well. Yeah, it's got everything. Yeah, you know, USB. I've got a dock as well. Yeah, I was good. Yeah, we'll get into the, the dock a bit yeah. later to find out what use that is. But yeah, it really does seem like a really nice all-round package. Like you can do some modern gaming on it, absolutely, hmm. um, and it looks really good. Again, I've seen Spider-Man running on it, looking like great on yeah. that on that size screen. Like you will not find a better bit of tech that was going to run something that that intensive, and then. Like you said, you can you can dive in with all the emulation stuff and, and whatnot. With with the more modern games, how how is it setting it up and optimizing it? Because one of the banes of PC existence is the optimization, the tweaking, the fiddling around and you know, frame rates sliding around. Does Steam Deck make that process a little bit easier and more streamlined where a profile might be available for certain games and it'll just say, Look, here's the sort of steam settings of sorts and then yeah. you can just use that rather than having to fiddle fuck around every two seconds it's not like I you mean, can run a frame rate, frame rate limiter on it is there well you probably could but you just want to make sure it's oh, running yeah, smoothly you, you can. It, yeah it's no different really than loading a game up on the pc because it mm. is a pc mm. um 
but I think where it's a it's a bit like the switch, and I've had this. I'm sure I've had this bit of banter about this on the group before. But like people say, oh, it's a 720p screen. The switch, it's crap. It's not. It's so small. It doesn't matter. That's the perfect. You, you can't tell. So, but because this is this is not 720p. But it's not much more. I think it's 1200. I think it's 1200 by 800. I might be wrong. I think that's what it is. I'll try and look it um, up. So. So anyway, you 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 got as long as you set to you that. You're correct. Twelve eighty by eight hundred. Well done. Yeah, I thought it was. So as long as you set to that, which, I mean, for my experience, nine out of ten games default will be set to that. Just like they, they should be on a PC game. Yeah. You've got ten eighty p monitor. It should, by default, be on ten eighty p. Yeah. Um, with the majority of games, uh, that I've been playing, you've not had to worry about the settings because where it's running at well eight hundred p in theory. It's got plenty of headroom. You've got one high and all that anyway. So yeah, whatever it's set to, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, maybe your Elden Rings and stuff. Mm. You might want to go, you know, if you're if it's running a bit slow. But you can stick, there's a button on the side. Uh, you just press that and then go, you, there's like options. You can set, you can have an FPS meter and all that. So you can check uh, how things are running. Um, but yeah, there isn't like a, you know, Steam Deck mode for no. the games because they're all built for PC. And it is a PC. And it is a PC. So yeah. it- I was going to ask that later on, but I might as well touch upon it now. It was marketed as a PC on the go rather than a handheld sort of console or whatever you want to yeah. want to call it. Does that match up with your experience? Like, is it literally a little PC? That's, yeah, that's yeah, I'll definitely. Around? I, I um, well, okay, it's what you it's what you want it to be. Yeah, I mean, so you 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 press the so it's like a home button basically on the mm. side. You press on that, go at power, and then switch to desktop, which yeah is basically. Well, going on to your desktop, it's Linux. Yeah. I've never used Linux before in my life. I'd heard of it, and I know there's people who love it and all that, but whether you like it or not, if you've never used it, yeah, it, it you know, it's it's quite intimidating because um, <laughs> I have to mess around with it a bit for the emulation stuff. But again, it's only following YouTube videos. But sorry, my point is if, uh, like, my mate is, is a bit like you. He's, well, <laughs> he's probably worse. No, he, he doesn't want anything to do with going on desktop mode. <laughs> right. None of that shit. He wants to turn it on. He'll always turn on in... Um, it called like uh is it game i think it's game mode yeah it, it always turned on in the, yeah the normal mode where it's just basically steam in big you know your games are in big art and all that um you've got your store yeah just your basics really it will load up like that it doesn't look like it does look like a hand there it looks more like a switch yeah until you go to the desktop mode so yeah you don't need the desktop mode if you don't want to mess around with anything no. you're happy with just the games that are purely you know are, are verified on steam mm. and all that business obviously some doesn't support like destiny 2 for example it's yeah. the only game I've come across. There's plenty, yeah. but that's the only one I've come across that I would have liked to have played on it. Like it's the anti-cheat, isn't it, that doesn't play that's well with is. the Proton or the, yeah. the I guess, that's the Linux-based version mm. of the of, of the uh, Same with FIFA, the new FIFA. Oh, really? I was going to get that, but that doesn't work on a Steam Deck. 22 works, no problem. But because the anti-cheat, <laughs> 23 won't hell. work on it. So I don't know if that's something they can sort out, but... Well, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? It's got yeah. Well, it's feel like the Steam Deck's getting some really good traction, and everyone's been really positive on it. So this this dock that you've mm. you've bought separately, I didn't have to get involved with that. You got that off your own back. Yeah, ordered it. What have you used it much? Is it is it is it just a bit of a luxury, or is it? Yeah, I've used used it twice. I think <laughs> um, I've not had it the whole time. I think, no, but I've probably had it about a couple of months. Yeah, yeah, but not because it's shit. I just. If I'm at home, I might as well play on the 
console or the PC. Might as well put the 30, yeah, give, give the 3090 a spin. Yeah, I'll tell, yeah. tell you what, it would have been fucking handy when I was doing the emulation, having a dock then. Oh, like to keep messing around. around the cables and all that, get it up on my monitor to do it all on there, Yeah, um, which was okay, but having a dock would have been great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got it over there. It's, it's not the... It's not the proper one either, although it did cost the same. It's uh, <laughs> it's not got Gage branded on it. Okay, it. yeah, Gage socks or something. Um, they were like the sort of the best one. The internet was saying at the time, about three weeks later, they bought out the actual Steam one, of course. <laughs> um, but it is eighty quid the Steam one. That actually was a bit less than that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely not needed. Again, no. if it's your only, I mean, you know you. I suppose if you've got your TV somewhere completely different and you want to play it in there, then it's great. Mm. Um, but I just think, well, you just bought a handheld. You might as well just sit and play it on that. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's worth having, I think. No. Um, and it's very good. Quality is really good. Um, but of course, then, that's when you have got to start thinking about your settings and your quality and all the rest of it, your resolution. Right, because you're banging it up on your, your OLED 4K. Oh, yeah. Well, you can, it'll go 4K, but it's not going to run very well. No. the power of the Steam Deck. So I, I played a bit of emulation when I put it on there. Like just some old stuff for the kids. Yeah. Um, you just do the. You can put any controllers to it, which is pretty good. Nice. Uh, like the PS5 and Xbox is all I tried. Um, yeah, that runs well. Excellent. So yeah, it's all sounding very positive. Are there any compromises you've kind of noticed, or is it? Because I mean, the closest comparison is the Switch. Maybe we'll touch upon that in a bit, but. Technically, this thing's an absolute monster compared to that. Mm. So it probably feels like the best handheld that's ever been made in that sense, just from raw power and the versatility it's got. You're not really compromising anything that you wouldn't have compromised going on a Switch or a 3DS back in the day or or any other handheld, really. Vita, you know, Mm. there's similar sort of compromise. But this one seems to be way and above in terms of its capability than any of those that have come before. Yeah, I'd say it's... um... It's not perfect by any stretch. You, you would have, you know, it's it's probably crashed more than my Switch, and I've had the Switch since right. release. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Five but years. In fairness, yeah, but it hasn't crashed that much. To be fair, I've been lucky with both. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is. But then I, I fucked around. You know, like I say, I've gone into the desktop mode. I've downloaded yeah. the um, the BattleNet launcher to play Diablo and to play. I've, I've got Warcraft on it. Um, <laughs> I think when you start fucking around with things like that that aren't officially Yes. You try it. There's nothing wrong with trying it. That's the whole not... point of a PC, isn't it? So you try your luck exactly. and see where you get to. Yeah. So I think where I've done things like that, I've come into a few problems. But like I say, for someone like yourself who's using it like a Switch, purely on the game mode, just turning it on, playing a game that's verified 100%, you, you get no problems. Anyone yeah. can pick it up and use it. Um, I suppose it's it, it's definitely for older mm. for older people because you can't just go and buy a game from the shop can you, and stick it in it. No. Um, so there is that, but yeah, it, it isn't perfect. I'm trying to sort of find a negative with it, really. I don't particularly like the position of the D-pad. Yeah, I was going to ask about but, like the heaviness yeah. and how the ergonomics, I guess, of it are, because it looks like a chunky bastard, but it mm. obviously comes to the territory given all the tech that's pumped into it. Was it yeah. a bit of like a shock when you picked this up compared um, to your Switch? And you're like, cool, that's a bit heavier. I'm assuming so, over time you just adapt to it and think this is normal. Exactly. That's exactly what you do. It's only when you go back to the Switch. But you pick up the Switch. And as I love the Switch still, yeah. it, is, it is fucking getting old now. But it just feels it feels weak and pathetic now, the Switch. It's just like, it's so light. But it's yeah. not, of course, that's a good thing. It's not good that this, it is quite heavy this, but it's not It's not too heavy. I, yeah. I've never got sort of fed up with it. I've probably 
hour was probably the longest I played it though, like in in one stretch. Right. Um, okay. I don't tend to sit there much because I'm normally at work by then. Mm. Um, I so... get neck ache all the time. That's the one thing that puts me off handheld. I always get neck ache. I don't know if you've ever yeah. sol- got a solution for that, but <laughs> just my I've had bad, a bad neck. back male life. Just <laughs> sitting in these poxy chairs, I think. But yeah, no, not not particularly. Um, but yeah, I suppose it it could be lighter. I've put this case on it as well, which doesn't help. Yeah, um, makes it even heavier. But you've got to have that on these in case kids get hold of it or something. <laughs> um, Battery life all yeah. okay for your needs, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen people complain, but again, I'm not really playing the. If you played Elden Ring on it, probably mm. you'd probably only get a couple of hours. But yeah. where I'm playing, you know, I suppose Xbox 360 era type stuff. Yeah, like most of my backlogs, all that sort of stuff. Um, so I'm doing a lot of that, and the emulation obviously doesn't really use any battery. But something no. else you can do, but of course this gets more to fucking about. You can go, you can. So when you update, uh, just just like an update you get on your consoles or, or whatever, you can do the beta version. Mm. Uh, and if you do that, you can go on all sorts of shit, and you can lower power output and all sorts of shit. I don't touch it to be honest <laughs> with you, because I'm not worried about the battery yet. Yeah. If I was on a plane or something. And I wanted to use it the whole time. I couldn't charge it. I'd probably look into it. But yeah, you can turn yeah. all that down. So if you're playing something that uses sitting there playing Sonic Two mm. on it from the from the, the Sega days, just turn everything right down yeah. all the way. And it, I imagine it would last for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're playing your Elden Rings and stuff, you probably have to have it all up. Yeah, I remember so I, there is ways you can fuck about. When I went to wherever it was, somewhere in the Caribbean, one of the two Caribbean places I went a few years back, took the Switch, which was a no-brainer then. And I actually bought one of the the power banks, Nintendo mm. banks ones, and that was handy because they you know, just I powered it up and charged it before I went. And it as soon as I ran out of juice in terms of like the, the the standard battery, I just plugged that in, and then for whatever eight and a half hours I was covered basically. Yeah. So those things are are really useful. But it's good that you can turn all the other non necessities off and kind of stretch it out if you if you need to. Um, I need to bring up this comment that you posted. In our Nintendo Masters chat, so it's me, you, and Adkins, the cheat. Um, me out. Well, it says Switch is dead to me now. I have this deck, <laughs> <laughs> and you and this this contextualises this big Nintendo fan. Yeah. Love the Switch. I know that was tongue in cheek, but yeah, of course. But has I mean, oh, has, have you have I you even have you even taken the Switch to work with you like since no. really? <laughs> no, not once. No, I. I I don't know if it's, been, it's not plugged in. It's sitting down there at a the minute. It's not even plugged in. Um, but I'm not going to start hating on it. It's a great little system. And if the kids want to play, it's the kids now. Yeah. It's basically gone to them. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'd like to have Bayonetta 2, uh, 3. Right, I'm not paying 50 quid for it. <laughs> Fuck that. I'll get something better on here for 20 quid. Um, that's how I look at it now. Um, but yeah, it has been a bit of a killer for me. But it wouldn't be for everyone. Like no. I say, the, the big deal with it is, is the library. Yeah, it's just you, know. you can't compete with that. With that backwards compatible, all the stuff you can do, even if you didn't have Steam library, like you said, with the emulation, it's really gives it a massive leg up. Yeah. I mean, I've seen people load Game Pass app onto it and play yeah. that library. It's cloud, isn't it? it I've, well, I've, you can, I've looked at it myself. Well, no, I, there was people that have like loaded it on in a compatibility mode. And it, again, I think it's not very stable, but they're they're able to access natively their games and download them. Yeah. And if they can get that working nicely that's again that's another massive set of games oh, that people yeah. might have access to mm. um 
The final comment that you, you said was, this is the best bit of tech that I've got in the last 10 years. Yeah. Bold statement, but given yeah, what you've presented so. today, I don't think <laughs> I doubt you when you say that. Yeah, it's one of them things. It's not like, uh, you know, like you said, you, I don't think you would get much use out of it. Mm. It's a it, it's a fantastic bit of tech. It's probably not for you, but yeah. that doesn't matter. No. Um, it's, yeah, it, it's... Uh, it's surreal, really. Um, the fact that it's this good at this size, yeah, um, and then can do all this stuff, yeah, it's 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 crazy. Um, and it's it's different, isn't it? Oh yeah. I know you could say we've had had handhelds for years, but of course we have, but not not, not PC like that. handhelds that are this fucking good. No. And really, for for the price, okay, I, I did get the dearest one, but like I say, if um, you know, if, if my nephews are gaming crazy now, yeah. Um, Probably wouldn't tell them to get one of these just yet. Uh, just to play you? Fortnite on it, no. As, oh, no, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but I'd tell them to get the 64. I'd tell yeah. them to get the small one. Yeah, and then just go and buy a, you know, get a big SD card on Prime Day. Yeah. I think that, that's the way to go if you want decent value. And then I think, I actually think it's really good value as well. Yeah. Uh, 500 maybe, that's a bit much, but yeah, you get what you pay for most of the time. I yeah. suppose it depends on this screen, how good this anti-glare screen thing is well have you noticed any glare on it on your, on your travels no nah, particularly <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's the anti-glare screen kicking in then mm. yeah, yeah possibly yeah and the screen's nice yeah. i mean I, i've because i've got the oled switch yeah, um, right yeah yeah and i've read reviews it's not quite as good as the switch screen and nah. i think i don't know I, I, it's it's pretty good but I'm, I, I don't know maybe i just can't really tell the difference but I yeah. think the the performance massively makes up for it anyway. Mm. Um, and I suppose if it was an OLED screen, it probably would have cost like double the money. And it, why not got it? I don't know. Always comes. I don't know cost. when it's done. Sales because you can only buy it through Steam, can't you? Yeah, that that's probably the that's the worst bit about it, really, wasn't it? Waiting for it because I think we ended up being in like the third tranche. Lucky. Yeah, the yeah. There's still people. I think yeah. I think now. So if you go on the Steam page, estimated delivery dates one to two weeks. So yeah. whatever cork they had where they the pre-orders i guess were just higher than they anticipated or maybe they hadn't even figured it out yet has gone now so it's not it's not like you can get on amazon and get it the next day but if you're planning to get one it's one or two weeks not one or two months it was longer than that it was like three six nine months before yeah. we got it that was the the insane thing to me was how they were rolling out i, was like, I just can't believe they they've not made this easier or made it more streamlined but they're just they're not really yeah. a hardware company are they no like we've seen no, this with the controllers and other things they go out of stock immediately and it's like when's that going to come back in they just sort of make yeah. enough as, as many as they think that's gonna be good for them and then they're like well if we get round to it we'll do some more whereas this looks like it's gonna have some continued support that's the difference with this the the other stuff i mean what have they had all the controllers and that were useless dream of the uh, steam machines yeah, the steam machines. I mean, <laughs> at the time, I thought that's going to be a great idea. I did as well. Didn't take off, did it? Didn't take off at all. Nah. Um, I think that's where they've gone. They've done well with this with simplifying it. Yeah. For that game mode and that like, say anyone can use it. But if this was in the shop, you know, you're, I've seen a couple of people on these now. Yeah. Um, and you know, if that was me walking past, all right, we we know what's going on all the time because we're into it. But if you walk past and just see it. <laughs> and you saw someone playing, I don't know, whatever, Elden Ring. Yeah. You think, you're fucking hell, they're playing that and that. And then all of a sudden you find out it's 350 on that, you know, in fucking Tesco. Yeah. You know, you're going to be battering your mum for the next 10 years to get you one. Oh, it yeah. Would, I'm sure it would sell loads, but I mean, they obviously know what they're doing. Maybe it will at yeah. some point. It might just be but, they um, need to scale it up and whatnot and 
get the stock out there. But yeah, you can only get it directly through Steam and Valve, which comes with mm. some teething problems. But nonetheless, like I, I am like you. Well, we, you've said it. I would find no real use for this for the way I game, but I do think it's really fucking cool. Like just yeah. seeing what people are doing on it. I always watch the videos of someone doing some crazy fucking homebrew <laughs> emulation yeah. thing. I'm like, it's just unlimited, almost unlimited possibilities, really, because it's got I think enough Windows. Gra- yeah, that's the that is the. Oh, kicker. There's probably a reason it's Linux, and I don't know enough. Probably about cheaper in it. You mentioned paying yeah, for an operating system off Microsoft. Well, yeah, eighty quid. A yeah, pop. I suppose so. Yeah, <laughs> but that's um, that for me holds it back a tiny bit. But only, mm. only for me. Again, for someone who's just going to buy it and just play some games without fucking around with all the other launches and all that bollocks. That's, that, if it had Windows, it opens up I've all seen, the other launches for I've me. I've seen people great. boot Windows on it, and again, oh, not yeah, not can. stable. I don't think, but again, it's possible. Yeah, I don't know if that Easy. fucks the game mode. I think you have to wipe the whole thing. Yeah, and there's have it as a pure PC then and. I wouldn't. I, I personally, I wouldn't do that. But no. I suppose you could do it if you were, you know, buy another one and fuck around with it. It'd probably, if you're that into them, yeah. that's, that's what I would do. Um, yeah. But no, for me, it's, yeah, it's perfect as it is. It's a nice little sort of extra system. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it, it probably has killed the switch, but the switch is getting on a bit now, anyway, isn't it? Well, we'll see when Tears of the Kingdom comes out whether the switch is truly dead. Because yeah. well, I wonder whether the Switch Pro is going to be lurking around that point. It'll be six and a bit Come years out since both, then. You'd think so, you know. If you I keep doing it, they should you know, do. I don't like it when I do that. I they do. do do it a lot now. I bloody love it. New system. Well, I hope actually the new one's got some sort of backwards compatibility because not that my Switch library is as big as my Steam library, but there's a shitload of stuff on there I've bought and not played. Yeah, I've got quite a bit. Um, the classic sales. Yeah, they, they only come around once a blue moon, so you buy a mm. shitload of it and they never play it, but. There we go. Well, look, the Steam Deck sounds like a resounding success for you, so I'm really pleased that yeah. you enjoyed it. I was hoping that I was like, oh, but I just want a refund or something, because I've got to sort all that shit out. And yeah. you know, <laughs> but no, come on, you ask, yeah. mate. <laughs> <laughs> you, you drop this off, man. Oh, fucking yeah. hell. Got half cash. Yeah. We do the other half of PayPal and spread it over ten months. Yeah. yeah, bloody hell. But no, I'm really pleased that you're enjoying it, and that mm. it really is cool to me. And I mean that with no. No banter. It, I, I love seeing all the stuff that's been going on, and um, I hope it I hope it continues and that they iterate. And I, I, I guess it'll be a number of years before a new version comes out. But I guess you'll be in the it's market rumors. potentially. You'll be looking and thinking, well, if I'm using it this much, seeing yeah, if it, I mean it, it's the sort of thing you'd probably sell. Yeah, if you're going to do because because your library just stays, so it's only yeah. a bit of hardware. It doesn't. It's not like any how much nostalgia with it. Just sell it and get the new one. Yeah, um, yeah, that's how I'd probably go if it carries on. Yeah. Excellent. But yeah, fully recommend. There we go. The Steam Deck, finally. I did say we'd get Ogsworth on. We managed to sneak him on here. I was going to do it after a month, and then I was like, well, that's a bit. That's not long enough. To... And then I forgot. And yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Now's actually a good time. No, I've, had, I've had, it. had a decent bit of time on it now. Yeah. Well, you know what happens? You get stuff, and then sometimes after two months, you put it on the floor, and then it doesn't get picked up again. Yeah. Like, that happens with like, a lot of stuff like every, I get. Every VR headset that's ever come out. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true, but this has some staying power, at least for yourself, yeah. if you're if, if you're going on using it daily. But um, that'll be an end for this episode of Idle Game Chat. If you've made it this far, thanks for listening and or watching. But nothing more for us to say here, though, other than thanks for your time and ta-da.
This was a Dimp Digital production.